Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? Yes, sir. We are back here with another Thursday night football preview edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And I have my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle with me. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. Good to be back. I know that the football card was pretty good for us over the weekend and Thursday night. Last week was pretty good for us as well, as far as I could remember. Game wasn't that competitive, which was unfortunate, but yeah, luckily for us, the spread in this game is even bigger than last week and any other Thursday night week so far. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is going to be competitive. I'm assuming it won't be, but it, if we make money, then suddenly every game's entertaining, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever I'm making money with, it doesn't matter. It could be the most dull game, but if I have the under, then I love it. So mm-hmm. it don't matter. But yeah, last week, pretty much, you know, a dud for the most of it. It was a bad beat on that under, terrible beat on that Very. under. And I don't know why they didn't kick it, but that's a separate story. Absolutely insane there. But here we are another week. We have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans. Eagles laying 14. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Do you want to make a case? Do you even bother? No. Do you even bother playing the game at this point? You're laying 14. It on the road, on the road, laying 14 on the road for the Houston Texans. Uh man, if my app would open back up so I could tell you what the total is. It's about 45 Here, and a half. Yeah, 45 and a half. There we go. So minus 14 for the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. 44, 45 and a half is the totals ticked up a lot from 43 and a half. And uh, what's that? A minus seven seventy money line for the Eagles, plus five seventy money line for the Houston Texans. If that matters to anyone in this situation here, we inside the dome. You don't have to worry about anything about that. But we do have Jordan Davis, who is questionable with the ankle injury. Just like he Scott, out. is he? Is he? I thought he was ruled out already. Is he ruled out? I see questionable. I thought he was ruled out yesterday, but I can check. Uh, Let me double check somewhere else real quick. Just to be sure. 
You can keep going, and I, I'll just confirm it. But I thought he was out. Uh, he's uh, on. He's on IR, so he's out. Okay. So all right, he's out. There we go. So yeah, Josiah Scott and Jordan Davis both out for the Eagles and for the Texans. We have Malik Collins who is out. Neville Hewitt who is out. Nico Collins is out. Desmond King is questionable. Graylin Arnold is out. Justin McCray is out. Brandon Cooks and Christian Harris are both questionable. And AJ Can looks like he is a full participant in practice this week. He is he is a full go, no injury designation for him. Huh. <sighs> All right. I mean, 81% of the bets, 81% of the money on Philadelphia. I don't know how to tell you to just take the Texans plus 14. I don't have the logic to take the Texans for plus 14. Well, okay. If you want some logic, this no, is the logic. It's a, it's a pure here's, here's principle the logic. play. If you're going to take the Texans, it's a principle play, but yeah, I'll no, it's, expand on it. Yeah. It's principle. And it's the fact that this is a short week. You have this game right before a divisional matchup. Now, granted, it's not like it's the giants or it's the, Cowboys who would have more implications as the commanders, but it's still a divisional matchup. And you have a Philadelphia team who at this point is 7-0. Really, it's been tested kind of sort of throughout this season, but you're sitting here and you're looking at the Texans and they just look like lunch meat. Like this just looks like all you can eat lunch meat, like a Lunchable. As a little kid, you remember when you seen that Lunchable on the table? This is like that Lunchable you rip the whole pack off and you go for the dessert first. Because I was, gonna tell I was you? more of a Dunkaroo guy. If we're gonna go with the rip off philosophy, you know. Oh man, so it's that just wasn't like, a meal, but I was a Dunkaroo guy. Yeah, but you know, you get what I'm saying though. Like if you're a college student, these are your ramen noodles. Like if you a mob boss, this is your steak. Like. Mm. They just look like pure food, and you're not really concerned about anything the Texans have going on. And that's ultimately how you end up looking past them. So you're really just kind of banking on this is an ugly Thursday night game. They didn't have much time to prepare. They had to go on the road, so that even makes it worse because you were the road team on Thursday night. And they just end up looking past the Texans team and just let them hang around when they probably should get them up out of there. Yeah, uh, I feel like you kind of the nail on the head there. If I was going to play this game, there's no chance I'm laying 14 on the road in a short week. That's not happening. So I'm going with the Texans plus 14. I'm not going to bet it. I'll be honest here. Like If you're going to bet the Eagles, you're probably bet the first half because they're a dominant first half team. They're very good in the second quarter, and you're just expecting them to get out to an early lead and then maybe take their foot off the gas, and the Texans find a way into covering this number through the back door. Philly does have a division game up next week. It's not a great one. It's against Washington. But the point is, I do think you can argue they might be looking ahead to some degree because the Texans are awful. I understand why money has obviously poured in on Philly. If you were going to take the Eagles, you should have taken them at 13. You're at 14 now. You missed the boat. Like, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's worth anything right now to take the 14. You're better off taking the first half or you potentially look into an in-play if the Texans get out to a decent start, they're up 3 nothing, and then maybe you can get an in-play at like minus 11, minus 10. But for this number at 14, I'm not taking the Eagles on the road. I'll go with the Texans plus 14. I'm going to lean more to the under. I think that it makes a lot of sense for the Eagles to run the ball. I'm sure we're going to talk about it in the player prop section. But mm-hmm. the Texans can't stop the run. So you know the Eagles want to definitely just run the ball, drain a bunch of clock. The Texans will 
try to do something offensively, which is going to start and end with Pierce. I see a lot of running plays, a lot of long drives. You're hoping the Texans can buckle down, maybe stop them on a fourth and short, maybe hold them to a field goal. Long drive there, resulting in few points. Give me the under. I'm not taking the over when one team scores 10 points, a garbage time touchdown against the Titans, and their pass defense stinks. I'm not going to bother. Give me the under. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I think Texans might not score a single point. Like, there is a very good possibility that Texans might not score a single point. Or if they do, they score a touchdown literally the last play of the game. Mm. So I, I truly think that this is an under game. Now, I don't think that this Texans defense is going to come back in this game and just go lying down, per se. Like, I think that they're going to hold the Eagles, but – hold them to like in the 20 to 24 that kind of range i don't see them holding them in like 10 or against the Steelers last week too i mean they went up by a bunch of points in the fourth quarter was just regular generic handoffs let's get out of here yeah and that's probably where this backdoor cover comes in that there's probably like 20 20 to zero and you're sitting there and then the texans are driving last play of the game and get a touchdown that go ahead and slides them in for that cover. Like I can a hundred percent see and it happen mm-hmm. like that. And it's like a 21, seven final score or a 21, eight. If they kick a field, I mean, try to go for two or whatever. But I'm, I'm like looking that. at like some type of 27, 13 game. You win comfortably. It's never really in doubt, but there's no reason to really rub it in. You'll pull the starters at some point in the fourth quarter. I'm not going to yeah. take it over when there's a chance that one team doesn't have the starters in for the entire game. Yeah, no. All right. Let's go ahead and dive into first touchdown. I'll let you kick us off. What are you doing for first touchdown? So for the first touchdown, I know that it's going to be tough to find a lot of value because we're expecting one team to potentially do all the scoring in this game. I'm going to throw two out there that are going to be very, very low on the odds, but you got to at least talk about it. Are you going to try to talk me out of taking Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, or are you kind of on the same boat I am? Because the Texans really just can't stop the run, and I'm trying to figure out where I can make a case that the Eagles will struggle running the ball. Mm -hmm. I don't see it. They gave up 200-plus rushing yards to Derrick Henry last week, and I'm not exactly surprised that happened, which is the scariest part because he's run for Mm -hmm. 200 constantly against that team. But first touchdown, you're looking at Hertz and Sanders, each at around 5-1. to one. It's really tough not to take at least one of them. I think I'm going to take Sanders as my first one at plus 550, because he can also catch. Mm. Hertz is really your only draw as a QB sneak there. I, I think that there's not, just not enough value there. We like the quarterbacks, but not a 5-1. to one. Give me Sanders at around 550 as my first choice. You? I, I can't even... I mean, I like Miles Sanders, but I can't... It's There's just not much not value, value on there either. It's it's really yeah. Rough. It's not enough. It's not enough value for me. For me on first touchdown, like I I need more value than that to be in. So, uh, I mean, there's not many great options different. here. I think that know? I think I like yeah. I, I like taking the other. I'll take both backup running backs. Both okay. backup running backs get goal line work, and it could be anything that you know. Miles Sanders is pushed off the field or Miles Sanders has a huge run and he's gassed and they have to pull him and go and let Kenny Gainwell or Boston Scott going. Like I could see any, it's a whole bunch of different situations. So give me Kenny Gainwell 20 to one Boston Scott, 23 to one. I, I like both of those. And I think they have very good chances on the equal side of ball. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Especially if they just end up by 
coincidence, pulling Sanders at the goal line because of fatigue and they bring in a backup for a snap. You got a shot there. But yeah, I just I feel like if I was going to pick one of the chalk guys, I'll pick Sanders. I'm not going to pick Jalen Hurts. I don't think there's any value there. But I am going to uh, pivot over to a pass catcher. And my second pick's going to be Dallas Goddard at around 11 to 1. I don't know if you mm-hmm. see a better price available, but I do like 11 to 1, mainly because of the overall usage. He has played a bunch of snaps every week. Uh, to go through the overall percentages, week one, going through week eight, 92%, 84%, 64%, very small number there, 90%, 96%, 99%, by week 79%, and it was only 79 because they pulled all the starters halfway through the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. So Goddard should be on the field for definitely the entire first quarter. He, he's mostly going to come out if the game gets out of hand. But for yeah. volume alone, any play-action pass in the red zone, you know the Texans are going to commit everybody to stopping the run on first and goal, second and goal, etc. Any play-action pass, Goddard might be wide open. I'll take him at around 11-1. to 1. All right. Um, Do you see I a better about, price, or that's all you got? No, no, no. That's what I, that's what I saw. Well, I got a worse price than that, so okay. let's use your price. I mean, honestly... Even Damian Pierce at nine to one was not enough value for me, being mm-hmm. that he's a fourteen point underdog. I felt I feel like nine to one is like a favorite price. I I can't pay nine like he's a fourteen point underdog, so I didn't even you know touch Damian Pierce. Really, the only the only thing that I could talk myself into was taking Houston's defense at forty four to one, just because it would only be right. Happens. Yeah, it because it would only be right because I don't trust their offense at all. So I just think that if anything happens or if there's some crazy way that Houston gets up early, it's Houston's defense or uh, you know like a special teams kind of play. Yeah, I think that you're hoping for some shenanigans. If you're going to be picking any Texans player, I'm on defense because. I mean, if you don't like their matchup against the Eagles defense, maybe they can force a turnover, a strip sack. You know, they run the ball a lot, maybe a fumble yeah. for a touchdown. It's not likely, but obviously based on the price alone, I mean, what do you say? 55 to 1? 44 to 1. Yeah. I found 55 to 1. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm in for that and just strap in. Let's go for a ride. Yeah, my long shot's not going to be that high up, but I will go with a player that kind of made some noise earlier in the year. He's kind of been quiet lately. It's going to be Quez Watkins. Uh, I like him at 28 to 1, give or take. Only, I see 31. You see 31? Yeah. It's just, he's just a burner. You're hoping that one play action bomb pass, they'll send Watkins on a go route, they'll get by somebody, and maybe he could take it to the crib. I thought about for the Texans, I really don't mind Dorsett, which I saw at around 35 to 1, I believe. I, mm. I saw 25 to 1. Sorry. I don't know if you saw anything else, but I really think the Eagles are going to score first. I just expect them to score first, so I really don't want to take a Texans player. But I think Dorsett is worth a look, maybe a 25-1. to 1. I'll talk about him potentially later. But I am going to go with Quez Watkins. They want to run the ball. They want to do a bunch of this stuff. I mentioned the play-action game for Goddard. I'm obviously not mm-hmm. taking A.J. Brown at a cheap price. Devontae Smith's been kind of an afterthought for the last couple of weeks. But Watkins, if he can get himself in open space, he's always dangerous to take it for a touchdown whenever he has the ball because of his quickness. I think there's some value there, 25 to 1. If you think there's a chance he can get past Houston secondary and catch a long bomb on play action. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I 
And he's been he's been a guy that Jalen Hurts really has a connection with and really likes. I mean, AJ Brown kind of came in there and was like the old girlfriend, you know, at the start of the season. But there's still something there with him and Quez Watkins. So I always like backing Quez Watkins when you can. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh before we tap into our player props and our DFS lineup, gotta talk to you about when bet and their bet $100, get a $100 promotion where a $100 bet qualifies you for a $100 free bets. Look, they're available in Louisiana, Indiana, Arizona, Colorado, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia. You have the win bet win hour each Thursday, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern time where you can get the marquee game of the week for better eyes than anyone else. So much choose from all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All subject change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 on the older and present state where play the win bet is available. If you or someone you know has a game problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast. Yes, us. Because you have the opportunity to win an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. You can get one or the other. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Comment on a video. And each new video you comment on is a new chance to win. Turn on your notifications so you can know if you won the prize sportsgamblingpodcast.com youtube youtube.com slash sports sports gambling podcast all right let's get into these props i'm gonna just go ahead and give out the first see i I just feel like this is an auto bet this has to be an auto bet like it it has to be an auto bet they are so bad against the running back miles sanders over 79 and a half rushing yards the only thing that is scaring me is because who is not betting this prop tomorrow and like, you're worried I, about potential rotation stuff. If it gets out of hand, maybe he gets benched. You know, some random stuff happens. And so, look, there. I'll even, I'll even throw this out there, in case because in some case that he does not hit this prop, that just means that there was another running back on the team that had more rushing yards than him. So, you got Miles Sanders. So Miles Sanders over seventy nine and a half. You can even play most rushing yards in the game. Jalen Hurts seven to one. Boston Scott forty to one. Kenneth Gainwell forty eight to one. How Kenneth Gainwell has a higher number than Boston Scott is insane to me. Unless the argument is Scott's guaranteed the third down work, and you're not sure where exactly Gainwell's going to get his snaps. If I'm just speculating, I yeah, mean, that 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 should be the same odds for both players if I had to price it. But still, I feel like they. I feel you have to sprinkle on this because what if what if Miles Sanders gets hurt? But what, question: What is Sanders to be the leading rusher? Minus one thirty-five. Okay. So you have Sanders at minus one thirty-five, Damian Pierce at plus one seventy-five, Jalen Hurts at seven to one, Boston Scott forty to one, Kenneth Gainwell forty-eight to one, Rex Burkhead fifty to one. If I was going to play anybody in that list, it would probably be Hurts, and you just hope he has one carry for like. 50 yards or he ends up just taking a couple of read options himself but yeah but i don't mind a sprinkle there if you want to take a backup and you think sanders might get hurt because he's had he's had an injury history in his past and it's just what if what if this work that we're saying that you know all the like we're talking about how bad they are to the running back position what if they just so happen to play up when miles sanders is in the game then they bring a change in pace and kenny gainwell or 
Boston Scott, and they just break off a crazy big run. Even a garbage time handoff. Let's just say the Eagles are up 30 and they call a handoff at their own 10-yard line and suddenly Gainwell breaks one 90 yards. Like, there's so many. 40 and 48 to 1 from Miles Sanders being minus 135 is just way too much of a gap. I'm going to go with Hertz if I had to pick anybody in that. 7-1 to one for Hertz, I think, is a good deal because yeah. I believe he did break 100 the season once. I know he broke at least 80 one time. I'm yeah. not sure if he ever got yeah. to one. I mean, still, it's just there's way too – there's some value there. I'm just saying – I'm going to throw out – I'm going to throw it out there. There is some value there, and you could have one – anybody other than Miles Sanders be the leading rusher in this game. Now, am I still on his prop? Yes, because I feel like I have to play it out of principle because Houston's so fucking bad. But there's some value here on the most rushing yard props, I'm trying to tell you. By the way, I looked it up. Hertz's uh, best rushing game happening week one. He had 90 yards. But even with the with the attempts here, these are going to be some kneel downs involved because they have won every game. But 17, 11, 9, 16, 15, 9, and 2. Like, he's been running a lot. And Pittsburgh just can't stop the pass, so they pivoted and ended up throwing the ball around the parking lot. But I do think Hurts has some value there at seven to one. Uh, my props can be on the same guy, but I'm going to take something different. I'm going to take Hurts any, uh, anytime touchdown score at minus one hundred five. I know right. we usually save the touchdown stuff for the end, but I do like it as one of my favorite props here. He's been very good, and if you want to look at his overall touchdowns, he has been good at that as well. I know there was a running joke going around for a while that he never gets touchdowns and even Sanders joked about it before week one this past season, but he has scored a touchdown in three of the last four games. He's had at least 15 carries in five of the last six games and the Texans dead last in rushing yards allowed. So I think Sanders should have a lot of volume. We expect the Eagles to score a decent amount. We think he should be the main running back touchdown at minus one Oh five. seems like a very good deal to me. I'm going to take it. All right. Uh, for this one, I am going my second prop. Give me Jake Elliott. Total kicking points over seven and a half. It's a little juiced, minus 148. But, I mean, I just think that this is going to be more of an uglier game than people might want to, you know, think it's going to be. Think that it's going to be a bunch of t- touchdowns on the Eagles side of the ball. They're going to score a whole bunch. No, I think that they're going to, you know, fold when they get further down in drives, not finish drives in this game, kind of looking past this team, not really going, just going through the motions. Like, I don't expect this Eagles team to be locked in. And I mean, why would you? This is the worst team in football right now in the Houston Texans. Yeah. I don't think that the Eagles going to be locked in here. So that opens the door opportunity for Jake Elliott in a dome to get some, some kicks off and some easy points. Give me Jake Elliott over seven and a half kicking points. The only thing that concerns me there is that Sirianni goes forward on fourth down all the damn time, which is kind of what scared me off. Yeah. But I do think you could end up expecting a decent amount of opportunity because Philly should have several drives in plus territory. So if you're hoping for a couple of, third down stops to set up field goals. I think there's value there because you expect him to score a bunch of points. But my second prop is going to be on Jalen Hurts, and it's going to sound a little bit dangerous because some of it is chance-related, but I do like it anyway. It's going to be Jalen Hurts' longest completion, over 36 and a half yards. Uh, if you want to just go through the thought process, it's mostly based on the fact that Houston, at some point, is going to stack the box. At mm-hmm. some point, they're going to realize we're getting killed. We got to we got to put everybody in the box, dare them to throw it over the top. All it takes is one really nice play action pass. I mentioned Quez Watkins. We know Devontae Smith is still very good. AJ Brown's a lunatic. 
Even a screen pass has a shot. But the point is, I think eventually Houston's going to have to blitz. They're going to have to send pressure. They're going to have to put extra bodies in the box because they're so bad against the run. And I think one time minimum, the Eagles will play action and there will be a nice one-on-one covered spot for either Brown, Smith, maybe Watkins. We even saw a deep pass to Pascal last week. Mm-hmm. I like Hurts over 36 and a half yards for longest completion solely because I think one time they'll catch Houston with the tan in the cookie jar. You? You have any no, thoughts on that? Yeah. No, no, no. I like it. I like it. I can't take the passing yards because I don't know how many completions he's going to have. So I'm just hoping he makes the most of one. Yeah, no, I'm here with you. I'm I'm with that. All right. My last prop. I'm trying to. I'm over here trying to sell myself on it. And there's one prop I was trying to sell myself on, too, but I don't think I could actually take it. But I thought about it. I'll let you go. I first. think I'm gonna do it just because it's a chance for me to fade the Eagles in some type of way. So I mean, why? That's some order what my props gonna be, but okay. Give me Jalen Hurts to have an interception at plus one forty four. We are so close, but you picked the other quarterback. Ah, uh, you went with Davis Mills. I thought <laughs> I thought about Mills no interception at plus one fifty. Uh, I was looking at I was looking at either Davis Mills no interception or Jalen Hurts to throw an interception. I sold on Hurts. Oh, we I, were close. I thought about it solely because of just the fact that could he get benched? I mean, he was nah, awful against Tennessee. Nah, is there is there a no. chance maybe they just nah, send somebody else in? I don't know. Nah, they they wrote, they like Davis Mills. They got to roll out with Davis Mills. I'm just saying. He, it, I thought about it. I really did. I really, really thought about it. But Eagles defense is so damn good at forcing turnovers. Yeah, they're so, they're good. so good. They're so they're good. So at good. But I do think that the Houston Texans defense can play up in spots, play up in spots. And so if you're telling me there's a chance that a ball is batted or there is a tip drill or Jalen Hurts is just not locked into this game, because why does this game matter? Like, okay, I understand the Steelers and philadelphia rivalry last week but this game really does not matter like you do not care you you are going in here saying that you're going to win this game it's so easy to look over this team and if i'm saying this is going to be an ugly game like it is then there's got to be a mistake on some on some side of ball so fuck it jalen hurts to throw an interception plus 144 yeah, I don't actually think I can get away with taking Davis Mills here. Just going through the numbers. I wanted to make a case. I just don't think I can. <laughs> it's really, really bad. Uh, but I do think if I wanted to go for a prop that's actually plus money, it's actually a bigger plus money than the Mills play, which is kind of why I'm pivoting. I'm going to take somebody on Philly's defense to have a sack, and I'm going to go with Hassan Reddick. I see Hassan Reddick at okay. over... 0.75 sacks because you got to worry about the half sack and books are going to price mm-hmm. it that way. But for him to have over 0.75 sacks, it's plus 160. And he's had a bunch of sacks. I feel like people don't realize how good he's been a rushing the passer because he has had at least one sack in four of the last five games. Houston okay. should be forced to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be trailing a decent portion of this game. I just think if you're looking at a good game flow for defensive linemen to just pull the rears back and get ready to absolutely dominate in the line of scrimmage. Texans offensive line is mediocre at best anyway. But Reddick, a guy who's had at least one sack in four of the last five games, is plus 160 to get mm-hmm. a sack. I like that. So I can't, I wanted one plus money play. The Mills interception one for no, I wanted to, but he throws too many of them and the Eagles defense is too good. So I'm going to pivot. Give me Reddick to have a sack at plus 160. 
All right. Well, that's our props. Let's go straight into our DFS lineup, and I'll kick things off here with my captain slot. And I felt like two plays were going to be chalky, so I went yep. with what I felt like was the less chalky of the two. So instead of having Miles Sanders in my captain slot, I have the Eagles defense. And it's just because Davis Mills is really bad. And this defense is can sack, swarm the run. a bunch of sacks, bunch of bunches. Yeah, everything. They can get turnovers. They do it all. Maybe one goes for a touchdown. Who knows? I'm I'm on the Eagles defense. I think that this is a pure clinic. They are locked in on their side of ball for sure. So, yeah, Eagles defense was my captain slot. So for me, I felt like this was one game since that I had to kind of go chalky on, and you had three choices. It was either going to be Hurts, Sanders, or Eagles defense. I'm just going to go with Hurts. I, I do think that there is a chance that after he had such a good game throwing the ball last week against Pittsburgh, maybe Sirianni lets him cook a little bit more. He shows off his arm strength and his overall accuracy. I went with Hurts because I want the rushing upside. Sanders is going to be an obvious choice because Houston's so bad against the run. So if you want to go contrarian, I don't think Sanders even applies to contrarian. Like nope. he's against the worst rush defense in the league. Like he'll be a pretty common non-quarterback captain. I'm not picking AJ Brown in my lineup. I can't do it. He had three touchdowns last week. I'm hoping they overreact and basically double double cover the guy the entire game. I'm gonna go with Hertz. I wanted to be creative. You know, we try to think outside the box on the show. I really just couldn't do it. The only option I had like that was Eagles defense, and I'm not even sure how outside of the box that is in the first place. Just give me Hurts. I'm hoping he has a rushing touchdown or two, and we'll go from there. But it's pretty rough to find a great under-the-radar sneaky captain spot. I think you picked the best one. Yep. All right. I have Hurts. Are you taking Hurts? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have Hurts in the lineup too. I have Hurts in the lineup too. So that's I'm just not gonna repeat what you said. It's the same handicap as you. But um and we all I mean, we all have Miles. you have I'm sure you have Miles Sanders in yours as well. Of course I do. Yeah, of course. So bad. Houston, worst team against the run, one of the worst teams against the run. Look at what they let Derrick Henry do. Look what they let basically every single running back they face do. So really, really bad there. But to just go ahead and get out my Houston player, I started Damian Pierce because he's the best player on the team. Yeah. Like he's he even caught point, a touchdown he, pass at the end of the of the last game. So he's yeah. somewhat involved in the passing game. Yeah, he's he's the best player on the team. They're always gonna give him work, no matter what the situation, they're always gonna give him work. Even if they're down, they're still gonna run the ball behind him. So yeah, no, I'm just gonna take the sheer volume. I I, I have to have a Texans player somewhere. And I'm going to take the very best one. Yeah, uh, I did not take Pierce. Uh, I actually, well, honestly, we overlap again because I have Eagles defense. So I'll just get that out of the way. Uh, we both have Hurt Sanders in the Eagles defense in our lineup because, yep. duh. I mean, there's really no way to avoid it in my eyes. Uh, but I am going to go to my Texans player next. And I'm going to take an under-the-radar guy that I think has some value. It's going to be Philip Dorsett. And I'm going to take him. I believe his salary on one side is minus not is uh sorry not minus. It's just regular nine thousand. But I do think that there is some value there because of the overall work that he got in uh, the roster and just the overall snap share. If you go through the numbers last week, Philip Dorsett played. Uh, I'm just going to ask you, which team or which player on the Texans led the roster in snap count? Philip Dorsett. That is correct. That is correct. I completely butchered the presentation, but we got there. Yep. Dorsett played 
of the snaps. And Brandon Cooks played 81%. Of course, more, uh, Cooks is still the main guy. Chris Moore is going to be the third guy in snap count. But the fact that Dorsett, after the bye week, went from 19% in week five to 54% in week seven, and then 83% in week eight, it means yeah. the coaching staff likes him. I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying he's going to do much in this game. He's got speed. Maybe he can burn something. He was okay with the Patriots, and he's bounced around the league. He's a veteran at this point. But I do think if you're looking at a guy who could have some value because of the potential workload, once again, he played the most snaps of any Texans receiver last week, and you can get him at 9000 I think it's a good price. I'll back a guy from the U because he's not on the actual college team anymore, so I feel better about backing that team. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dorsett at 9000 All right. No. Yeah, I like that. Can't really uh You need somebody on that. Houston. So, yeah. there you go. All right. Well, I actually ended up playing another Houston player. Okay. And I played the kicker, Kyle Fiber, uh, Fiber. Fairburn. Okay. I Like I said, I think this is an ugly game. I think this is a good game. However, if you were to tell me that Houston was able to move the ball into field goal range, red red zone position, and not put, punch in a touchdown, it would sound very much like Houston. Like That's on brand. At, Davis Mills plays his best games at home. Like He plays his best games at home in a dome. So if he's able to find a way to move the ball and just not put touchdowns on the board, I went, no, that doesn't surprise me at all. So I'll take the kicker and I'll take the stab at it. I'm trying to win a million dollars. I got to be different. So I'm also trying to win a milli, and I didn't do myself any favors putting Hurts in the captain spot. So I'm going to have to get creative in the back end. And I'm going to take another Texans player. I was contemplating taking uh, Elliott, decided not to. Instead, I'm going to leave $4,000 of salary left on the table. I'm going to leave it. You can keep it. Consider it a Christmas bonus. Instead, I'm going to go with the other wide receiver that I just talked about. It's going to be Chris Moore at around 6500 for salary. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking Cooks. I have to pivot. I also don't want to be on Slay Island, so I'm going to try to find other wide receivers. But Moore has been a consistent 55% snap guy, and Dorsett came along, played 85, 83% last week. Mm-hmm. Moore still played 63 Week prior, Moore did technically have the second highest percentage. He was 1% above Dorsett. But Moore has a role in this offense. Is it a strong role? No. But he's going to be out there running patterns. And if we're talking constantly about how the Eagles might blow this game open, the Texans might have to abandon the run. In fact, they probably have to abandon the run. So I'm expecting a decent amount of pass attempts, and they got to throw it to somebody. So give me Chris Moore. I'm hoping for some type of five-catch 40-yard game with a random garbage time touchdown thrown in there. So give me Chris Moore at a salary of 6500 for a guy who's playing more than half the offensive snaps for one team. Yeah. No. I'm, that, I'm that's there. my entire lineup. I believe you have an extra guy. Yeah, I do. Give me Jake Elliott. Okay. Like I said, I think this game is going to be ugly. Like, Very. everybody thinks that the Eagles are going to come in here and just look great and absolutely train wreck over them. I really don't. I think this game is ugly. I think they have more field goals than they have touchdowns. And while they still, you know, comfortably get a win here, it's not going to be anything that they're going to go, you know, bragging home to mom about. So, yeah, give me Jake Elliott here to just make it do what he do and be very effective kicking the ball and put a lot of field goals up on the board. 
Yeah, I thought about Elliot, decided it was a little bit too common for me to do, especially with Hertz and with Sanders and Elliot. Kickers have done well on Thursday night. So I feel like Elliot will actually be an underratedly popular choice for DFS mm-hmm. lineups. I'll take another depth receiver on Houston because I think most people, most, not the Sharps, but most people are just going to have four Eagles guys and one Texan guy. Yeah. I'll be different. Much. Give me two Texan guys, and I'll hope that garbage time benefits the script and they throw the ball a bunch when the game's out of hand. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead. Lock and touchdown for me. For my lock, I'm going. By the way, just to make sure, you already did the read, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, did the cool. Just making read. sure. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Carry on. All right. For my lock, uh,. Man, I don't know how or what way, but I really feel like Houston's about to cover this 14. Like, I feel pretty like pretty confident in fading the public in that. Take a cop out. Do a teaser. Get the Texans at 20 and get the total at like 50 and change. You do a six-point teaser for like minus we 120. Could. We could do a teaser. We could. That's cool. He's either way, honestly. If you still have a 13 and a half, you can maybe get seven and a half, but eh. I don't think Philly's yeah. going to care <laughs> after halftime. Re- like, don't. why would they care? There's nothing to care about. This is it's like, all right, that's going to be my lock. Like, I just, I don't, I just, it's disgusting. It's ugly. And I actually am going to bet it because it just, it just seems like it has to be the play. Give me the Texans plus 14. That's my lock. Okay. For my touchdown score. I'm, I, I, I want to give out value. I want to give out value. You know what? I'm just going to hedge. I'm going to just go all in with my hedge on my DFS lineup. Give me Philly defense plus 410. Okay. I like it. I think there's yeah. a lot of opportunities there since Mills is not shy of turning the ball over. At all. So I yeah. think we'll have chances. So for me, I'm going to go back to all reliable, a play that we actually didn't talk about on the show, but it's a play that's well-documented all over Twitter and Really, just the NFL, if you've been betting it. Give me the Eagles' second quarter. I'm not going to overthink this. They're the best second quarter mm-hmm. team in the league. It's not even close. You can argue that mm-hmm. the Eagles get off to a slow start, which I agree with. That's the start. That's why I'm not taking the first quarter. I'll take the second quarter. I think that there's a chance that the Eagles come out of it stagnant. They struggle a bit early on. Second quarter comes around. All right, time for us to do our thing. They score 10 points, and you're good to go. The thing is, if we don't think the Texans are going to score that much in this game... That means that if you end up getting a field goal from Houston in the second quarter, three points, probably a decent quarter for Houston in this game. Yep. If the Eagles score seven, they score one touchdown, you push. I think that's reasonable to me. Give me the Eagles minus four. You can probably find a three and a half for the second quarter, but I'll take mm-hmm. the Eagles second quarter minus four and minus 105 as my lock. All right. For my touchdown... Do I want to just take Sanders and be safe, or do I want to live a little? Because I really, I gave out Sanders hey, as one man, of my plays. We got to have fun in this game. I was going to say, I gave out Sanders as one of my three props. So I don't think I could actually get away with doing Do it like again. a Sanders two touchdown, and that might be, you know. There's not enough value on that, though. Uh, I thought about maybe a Boston Scott, one of these options. You know what? I'm going to go with. Uh, I, I'm torn between two guys. Do I go Dallas Goddard at 190, or do I go Philip Dorsett at 350? You know what? I'm going to go with Goddard at 190. 
I think the play action game is there. I, I just think that for a guy who's basically guaranteed 90% of the snaps, he's mm-hmm. the clear number one tight end. It's not even close. The only time he mm-hmm. comes out of the game is when they're blowing teams out. The play action game should be there. I just need one. Give me one red zone target, one fake handoff, some RPO rolling out bootleg, and he's wide open in the flat. I could see it. I can visualize him catching the touchdown as we talk about it. So <laughs> give me it. Dallas Goddard at plus 190. I think it's a good price. All right, let's do it. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. I'm looking forward to this awful game. On the bright side, hopefully Philly scores more or has more positive plays than the Phillies last night because they didn't even get a hit. So it couldn't. It, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't really do much worse than that. But looking forward to. I can't even lie. I'm not looking forward to this game. I'll be watching NBA. I'll be watching something else. But hopefully we'll make money, and that's all that matters. It'll be on a side screen somewhere for sure. It'll be on a side screen. But, yeah, that's about it. I mean, dang, they got no hit at home. That's tough. In the, in World Series, that's tough. Sean somebody... tweeted out on, like, the eighth inning, time for the rally caps. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, are you, you mean to win the game or to get a hit? <laughs> like, what are we what? talking about? But Like, I think he was really just talking about, shoot, we're going to get a hit before this game is over. But, all right, subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast if you haven't already. You know, leave us a review. Leave us a nice review. I really appreciate that. He's at Rochelle Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. We done gave you out the picks another Thursday night. Next week is, wow, who is next week? Um, a great question. I like to be surprised and then disappointed in like one fell swoop on Thursday night. We have uh-huh. the, we have a good game, actually. We got Falcons Panthers. Falcons-Panthers, okay. All right, the game should be terrible, but then you remember the meeting they just had last week, and suddenly you're very entertained by it. Which means that this one is going to be the terrible one that we expected to see last week. So, <laughs> other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other way of ending the podcast. So I'm just ending it like this. We out of here.